Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for this opportunity and privilege to be in your house once again. Father, we just pray and ask right now that you open our hearts and minds to be open and receptive to receive from your word. Anoint your pastor afresh. Make preaching easy for me this morning. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Then he called for a light and sprang in. Acts chapter 16 and verse 29. So last night, the clocks went forward one hour. And there are people that got up today and you know that some people, they're going to complain that they lost that hour. They're going to complain that they lost some opportunity. Maybe some people missed a video or some people missed a radio show. But this morning, I don't want to get us to focus on what is behind us or focus on what we don't have or focus even on something perhaps in our life that did go missing. Maybe it was a focus on a lost relationship or a lost job. Or maybe it was something that was valuable to us, but it's gone. And you know that those things happen in our lives. And, uh, but I want to look this morning at focusing what is right in front of us. We titled our message Spring Forward. And really, you know when spring comes? Seasonally, right? Spring comes after a time called winter. And in a lot of places, not Florida, but in a lot of places, winter is a time where things die. Vegetation dies. It gets covered over with snow in Ohio, right? Whew. In different places, I think my, my brother lives in Minnesota, and that there was so much snow that they canceled school. Now, when they cancel school up north, there's a lot of snow. Say, so why did they cancel school? They couldn't plow the streets because there was so much snow on the streets that they couldn't get the school buses and cars through. But you know that things die in the wintertime, but that's not the end, friends. And you know that maybe you're in a season where it seems like things are, have uh, gone down in my life or things are discouraging in my life. Well, I'm thankful that we can spring forward, that we can begin to look intentionally through Jesus Christ at what God has for us in our lives. The Bible first says in an introduction that Paul and Silas, they were imprisoned in Acts chapter 16. The, Paul had prayed for a young lady and delivered her from this, this spirit of soothsaying. And when the masters of this woman saw, they were her handlers or her, her pimps, if you please. When they saw that their hope of gains was gone, that she was no longer going to make them any money, they got mad. And then they took Paul and they took Silas and they accused them falsely and had them committed to a prison. And they actually beat them with many stripes. So those stripes, it means that they were whipped. And then they fastened their feet in stocks. So they put their feet uh, in shackles, if you please. And they put them in the prison. And the Bible says it was midnight. You know, the first thing we need to do and you say, well, Paul and Silas, if that happened to me, preacher, my preacher's card would be coming out of my pocket and I would throw it on the ground. You know, we, we were in the military and uh, we'd be on a ship. And uh, my friend, my friend Vinny, uh, 
We would have this joke, if you got overwhelmed, you would take your military ID card out of your pocket and throw it on the ground and say, I quit! You guys ever do that? It's just a joke, right? You never, you never guys ever did that? It's just a joke, because our staff sergeant, he would come up, Staff Sergeant Crane, and he would say, he said, you can't quit. You gotta be sold. And he said, too bad, the sale was yesterday. <laughs> but that was a joke. But you know that a lot of times a preacher, I feel like quitting. I feel like taking my ID card out and throwing it on the deck. You know that I'm thankful that we don't have to quit. We don't have to be down. Paul and Silas was dark. They had been beaten. It was not a good day at work. But the Bible said they prayed and they sang praises unto God. You know, the first thing I'd like to talk about is to spring forward in darkness. The Bible said it was midnight. What were they doing? You know, there can be a midnight in our life. And we've all faced that where it's dark, where things, we don't know how things are going to work out. And in the darkness, Paul and Silas began to spring forward. You know that we have a choice. You know, I've been, I've been down. I like how one preacher, he said the gloom tomb. I've been in the gloom tomb. And you know what it got me? More gloom. <laughs> it didn't really get me anything. Have you ever worried about something and just your worry gets bigger? I've tried that out. It's not a good experience, okay? But Paul and Silas, well, first of all, what's the difference between ignorance and apathy? What's the difference between ignorance and apathy? And this guy said, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> But you know, a lot of times we can have this ignorance and app, you'll get it later, but, but you know that a lot of times it can seem like, man, I don't know and I don't care. But you know what? Paul and Silas begin to say, wait a second, we still believe that there's a God that can do something in this situation. We sprang forward before the light came, before things worked out, before there was a release, before we got out of prison. And they began to glorify God. I don't know if they could lift up their hands or if they were immobilized, but brethren, they could lift up their voice. You know that God can put us in situations where we kind of have to physically sit down, but our spirit can still rise up and say, I'm still looking to God. God can work a miracle in my life. The Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. You know, there's a lot of other people in this world that are down. They're in prison. And you know that there's sometimes there's a prison, but it's got no walls. It's an invisible prison. People are in a prison in their mind. People are in a prison in a, in a relationship that really is holding them back. They're in a prison as my wife was singing to an addiction, an addiction that, that they have to pay money or, or do things that, they, that, are, that are not convenient to them. But, you know, I'm thankful that when, we can, when we're down in those circumstances, we don't have to wait for the light to come to spring forward. Paul and Silas in the dark began to call on the name of Jesus. And it said the prisoners heard them. You know, the Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, when you spring forward in the dark, and the one thing I would say is to call on that name of Jesus. If you don't even know what to say, you have to call on the name of Jesus. And I, I haven't shared this a bunch, but once when I was in Bible school, so I was in Bible school, I was in the right place. 
doing the right thing. And I was in my bed, not someone else's bed, in my dorm. I was single, right? We share now, so my wife and I. But, uh, and sometimes our daughter shares, you know. <laughs> it's funny because you go to sleep when you're married, you go to sleep and it's like different configurations because when you're older, you get up to use the restroom, right? So I'll go to sleep by myself. I'll wake up and my daughter's in my bed. Then I'll go back to sleep and I'll wake up. My daughter's gone and my wife's in the bed. And then I wake up again and my wife might have gone up to get, it's the weirdest thing when you get married. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But the Bible says, oh, so I was, in, I was, uh, I was uh, in my bed and I just, I woke up with this fear. I was, af- you know, you've been afraid of things before maybe. No, this was a different fear. It was an oppression that was over my body. And I was a Christian. I was serving God. And let me tell you, the devil cannot possess you when you are a Christian. Because Christ is in your heart. But he can oppress you. How do you know? It happened to me. And I was frozen in my bed. Like Elsa, right? I was just frozen. I could not move. And this doesn't happen every week. This happened once in my life. Because I'm going to tell you the way out of that. And I knew what I needed to do. I needed to just say the name of Jesus. And you say, well, the name of Jesus is just a word. Brethren, that's not true. The name of Jesus is the greatest power in the universe. Now, I'm not talking about the letters. I'm not talking about five letters or just saying that name, Jesus. I knew a guy named Jesus when I was in school, and he was one of the most unlike Jesus that I ever knew, okay, in high school. But I'm not talking about just the name. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about God that rose from the dead. I'm talking about the God that said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. So I said, I just need to say that name. But you know what? I couldn't because my mouth was frozen too. And the devil knows what he's doing, right? He is a punk. And so I just tried to, I'm trying to say it and, the, and this really happened. And uh, it didn't take very long. I put my effort into it. You know, the Bible says a lot of times with all diligence, you just got to put your heart into it. And I did. And I remember it came out, Jesus. And did you say it once? Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to, you know, with a uh, policeman, you know, you keep shooting until you stop the threat, right? So I just kept, I unloaded, I did a mag dump on the devil, okay? But with the name of Jesus, I said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And you know what happened? He was gone. And you know what? That's still the same thing that we do today. Well, preacher, it's dark, but I'm going to spring forward in the name of Jesus, Jesus. And all these things that try to hold me down, they have to let go, not because of me, because they can't stand in God's way. The Bible said, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil. And it didn't say he would tiptoe through the tulips. It said he would flee. Why? Because Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe and the devil can't stand there. Spring forward in the darkness. Spring forward. You see, Jesus was someone that heard the word. You know, God hears prayers in the dark. And God answers prayers in the dark. If you've ever been down, God answers prayers when things are dark. And there was an earthquake. The Bible said that there was a great earthquake. And God does great things too. You might think, well, man, I don't deserve this. But that's just the nature of God. God just does great things, right? Amen. He'll give you two fortune cookies. Like, wow, 
Two fortune cookies? Man, praise God. No, I'm just saying if you like Chinese food. God will give you great blessings. God will give you a bucket of fortune cookies, right? God is a great blesser. There was a great earthquake. So the Bible said that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And the Bible said, and all of the doors of the prison, they were open. Walmart is not the only way place with automatic doors, okay? God makes automatic doors. All the doors open. And it said every man's bonds were loosed. Every man's bonds were loosed. And I said spring forward in the dark. Well, Paul and Silas weren't the only ones springing forward. The jailer that we read about, he was also awakened. He was probably on duty because he was right there. And he, 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 uh, he uh, got up and he supposed... It says in Acts chapter 16 and verse 27, And the keeper of the prison, the boss man, the jailer, he awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself. Supposing that the prisoners had been fled. You know, there was a Medal of Honor winner in the Marine Corps, Dakota Meyer, and he faced PTSD. And uh, he was going to kill himself. And he had a gun in his truck. And he actually went to a friend's business. He planned it all out. And he, he, said, he said this on a podcast. And so he took out his gun. And he parked his truck at his friend's business. And he said, well, my friend's going to find me. You know, the next day he had it all planned out. And he, he put the gun or whatever to his, his head. And he always kept it loaded. And he pulled the trigger. There was no ammo in there. And later his friend knew that something was off. And you know what his friend did? He unloaded his gun, but didn't tell him. And he's still alive today. You know, God doesn't want you to do that to yourself. God doesn't want you to take yourself away and thank God for friends that know, hey, something's off. I'm going to do something to prevent that. But he said, this man, he drew out his sword. People have been doing it for many things, many times. You know that I'm thankful that Paul, it says, he supposed that the prisoners had been fled. And Paul said, I like this. He cried with a weak little voice. People wonder, why are preachers so loud? (laughs) You ever wonder why? Preacher, Bigelow, why are you so loud? I don't have to raise my voice to say this, but let me tell you, preachers are competing with the other voices that are in your head. They're competing with the negative voices that are saying, this is the way it is. It's never going to change. It's that broken devil's record. They're competing with that voice. My relationship's never going to improve. I'll never find a wife. I'll never do this. You know what? I felt the same way. I felt all of those things. But you know what? Paul cried with a loud voice. Paul had to say, wait a second. He said, do thyself no harm. Maybe Paul heard, shring, maybe Paul heard that. And it said, for we are all here. You know, a lot of times we can suppose that things are a certain way, but they're not. Have you ever thought something was going to be a certain way? Have you ever thought that someone didn't like you? So you start acting towards them as if they didn't like you? And you create the situation where they will not like you. <laughs> but they never, it was never that way. So a preacher, I just supposed that it was going to be this way. You know what we need to do? We need to suppose that all things are going to work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I get a speeding ticket. 
Not today. Okay, I got a speeding ticket back in like 2000. And I was working in Orlando. We were starting a church. And I got a speeding ticket with the, I was not the pastor, but the pastor was in the car and we had the church like pulpit in the car and we were driving through a construction zone on like Saturday. Well, they had a cop there. There was no workers, but there was a cop. <laughs> cops, man, right? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love, I love cops, right? So I got, I got a ticket for speeding in a construction zone. I don't remember any construction going on in the week, but anyway, so I got a ticket. And the pastor was joking because he didn't get the ticket. He goes, hey, brother, invite them to church. Invite the cop to church. And I was like, be quiet. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. And I had a CDL. I had a commercial driver's license. You know there's rules if you have a CDL and you get a ticket? You know what the rule is? You have to tell your employer. You have like 24 hours or 72 hours. So I had to go in on Monday and tell my employer that I got a ticket. And they might... You know, it's a big deal. You might get fired. I didn't want to get fired. That helps me pay my bills with the money that I get from working, right? So I went in there and I remember talking to my boss. Here, there's my boss. And I walked in there and he had this goofy look on his face. And uh, before I could even tell him, I think, he told me that he got a ticket coming to work that morning. I mean, it was a big ticket. And so I kind of threw in there, oh yeah, I got a ticket this week. And I don't think he said anything about it. <laughs> Say, well, preacher, well, you can suppose. Did you get fired? He never brought it up again. But you know that I believe if you're a Christian, you can just take a step of faith and say, preacher, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out either. But don't suppose the worst. Listen to what the word of God said. By faith, we can trust Jesus. It's all going to work out. And I've gotten a ticket since then. But I learned some new skills. I've learned some new skills. I call on Jesus. Amen. You know when the authorities are behind you? You need to call on Jesus. I was dropping Brother Chris off years ago and then came back from, from church. Not from jail, but from church, right? And, and dropping Brother Chris off and I came back and I was going too fast up here on Roosevelt and there was like a speed trap and I went right through it. No construction zone, no excuses. And uh, so I got uh, someone behind me with the lights on and it wasn't Christmas and I pulled over. And at this time I said... God, if you get me out of this ticket, I will give you an offering that costs the same as the ticket. Because I was done with tickets. Tickets are not cheap. It's not 50 bucks anymore. So the guy pulled me over, license registration, went back to his car, came back to me, and he goes, I'm not going to give you a ticket. But if I did, here's how much it would cost. He didn't know that I prayed. It was a lot of money. It was like 180 bucks or something. I'm like, look at that. What'd you do? Went to the ATM and got my offering for Jesus. And then I got pulled over again. What'd you do? You slow down, preacher. You know what I said this time? I said, God, get me out of this ticket. <laughs> Guess what? He got me out of that ticket. You were there, right? You remember. It was at a church conference, right? All my friends are going by. They all knew who it was, right? They all knew it was me. But you know what? What I'm saying is, I've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. But just learn to call on the name of Jesus. Don't suppose that it's going to happen. It might not be that way. But lean on Jesus and spring forward to the word of God. That's what Paul was doing. He began to preach. And he was preaching the word of Jesus. He said, in the beginning was the word. 
See, there's a powerful word. And it was before any circumstance, before the devil was created, before you started to go through what you were going through. There was the word of God. It said, in the beginning was the word. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, and the word was with God. And the word was God. You know, that we should stop. And I, I heard this, so this isn't original. But we should stop running from something and start running to something. You know, a lot of us, we might be running from a bad relationship or running from a bad situation. Instead of running from something, and it's a subtle change, but it'll change your life. Why don't we run to something? We run to Jesus Christ. We run to his word. We run to forgiveness. We run to the blood of Jesus Christ. We run to the promises of Jesus Christ. I'm getting ahead of myself. But the Bible says, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made and him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not that word comprehended means it couldn't stop it or apprehend it that means when the light shone the darkness couldn't stop it there's no black flashlight where you can have black that comes out and you know light is greater than Darkness. There's no darkness flashlight where you can and make darkness. That's like a Harry Potter movie or something like that. There's nothing like that because in nature, the light is greater than the darkness. And when the light comes in our life, it's greater than the darkness. You know what the jailer did? He heard Paul and he called for a light. He called for a light. You know, I believe a lot of us, we need to call for a light. He said, like, I'm going to see this for myself. And so someone brought him a lantern. And I can believe them going up and down and looking at all these open doors and all of these prisoners that somehow by the amazing grace of God, because you know a lot of prisoners, if they're released, they're going to go take their revengeance on that jailer. They're going to go find the guy that beat them or find the guy that did something wrong to them. And they're going to, you know get a little bit of comeuppance, right? You got to be careful who you do wrong to. They might be looking for you. But they were all there. You know, it's the grace of God to, to make our old enemies or old friends. So a preacher, are they going to do good to us? No, we're going to forgive them. There's a lady named Corey Ten Boom. She wasn't a Jew. But in World War II, they hid Jews in her family in Holland, in her family's house. And they had like a, a false wall and so that the Nazis couldn't find the Jews. And they were hiding them. And, and they had saved a lot of Jewish people from uh, uh, the concentration camps. But eventually, someone sold them out. And his name is Jan Vogel. I'm like, I told my wife, like, wow, your name lives like Judas Iscariot. He, he, was, a, he was a traitor. And he sold the family out, the Ten Boom family. And uh, so uh, Corey Ten Boom and her sister and her father, they were sent to, uh, to jail in a concentration camp. Her sister died. Her father died. And by a clerical error, Corey Ten Boom was released through a clerical error. I believe it was God. Because a week later, all of the other people in her age group were sent to the gas chambers. But she was set free. And you know what she did? After the war was over, she began to preach the gospel to the Germans that were a broken people. And this heavyset man came up to her and after a talk about Jesus and his forgiveness, the man said, thank you for your message, Fräulein. Thank you. He said in so many words, I, I want 
the message of Jesus and his forgiveness and his blood has washed us away from all of our sins. And he put his hand out and she recognized him as one of the prison guards. When she had to take all her clothes off and they were naked and he was a cruel man. And she looked at him and she could not lift her hand up to shake his hand. You know, it's one thing. Have you ever told your daughter to forgive someone, your son to forgive someone, your wife to forgive? And then that's easy. It's hard when it's you. When you have to do the forgiving and the man was evil and the man was despicable, but she stood there and she could not lift her hand up. And this is a woman preaching the gospel. And you know what? She prayed. She said, God, I need your help. I can't do this. I don't feel forgiveness. And so she lifted her hand up and shook his hand. It was like wood. She had no feelings of forgiveness until she prayed. And she said it was like a bolt, like an energy or lightning that flowed through her hand. And uh, this, the, the love and the power of Jesus Christ. Brother, we need God's grace to forgive. We need God's love to forgive. But you know what? God will make all the difference when we call on him. The Bible said that all the prisoners were there. And, and, and began, he began to look around and say, maybe, maybe there is hope for me. And the Bible said the last thing we want to spring forward to his promise. He brought Paul and Silas out. If my wife comes to the piano and he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? What, what is this that you've got that I don't have? And they said, and I'm so glad it's this easy. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And thy house so he preached to them and the bible says and they preached to all that were in his house and the bible said that he believed with all his house you see god is a great god god didn't just change the man but he changed all of his house god can save not only the husband god can save the wife God can save the children. God can save if there were workers in the house. God can save the neighbors and God can save you. God can save your spouse. God can save the people that live in your house. But God can save the neighbors in your house. Why? We've got to spring forward to his promise. But with heads bowed and eyes closed and nobody looking around, you know what? We need to spring forward in the darkness before everything works out because we can spring forward to his word. When we suppose... I suppose it's this way, but let me tell you, I suppose that the word of God might declare something else than your supposition unless we believe what word the word of God says. God's word is so amazing and it's so counterintuitive. So preacher, what do I need to do? Nothing. You need to accept and let God come into you. And you know what? Maybe let a different thinking pattern come in. Maybe let a different forgiveness come in. Maybe let a different mental uh, thought pattern come in because we can think on these things if they're pure and they're just and they're honest Paul said think on these things change your thinking and match it up with the word of God and speak it out against the thinking pattern that's what you need to do sometimes say wait Jesus my thinking pattern's all messed up I'm going to speak Jesus over my thinking pattern I'm going to speak Jesus over the way that I think they think about me oh they don't like me preacher maybe that's a lie of the devil Maybe they're just awkward socially and maybe they do like you. But you know what? I'm going to love them anyway. Why? Because God loved me and I'm going to give them a chance and a second chance 
and a third chance and a seventh chance. And Jesus said to Peter, 70 times seven chances. Peter, give him a chance. Why? Because we need a chance. We need a chance to spring forward in the darkness to his word and to his promises. And you know what? The jailer's life was changed. And you know what? Your life can be changed. All you need, all you need is Jesus to spring forward. You know what? This, let's do that. Let's spring forward. Say, preacher, I'm already a Christian. But you know what? You need something from God. And it's time to spring forward. And as Pastor Love or Reverend Love said, these altars, they're a place of sacrifice. They're a place where a Christian can lay down their burdens. <laughs> And lay down their suppositions about people. Maybe my supposition, I've had it where I've wrong before. And now I don't think I know everything about people because I've been wrong before. But you know what? God is never wrong. God is always right. And God will always do the right thing through us and to us. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are a place where you can come and lay something down. You need to lay something down in your life. Come. This is a place where you can lay down. That problem, lay down that thing that's facing you. Lay down. Say, preacher, I got a thinking pattern. Why don't you lay it down? Say, God, today I need to something from you. You know what, God? He's a, got a way. God can make a way. God can make a way. God can make a way. He can make a way in the wilderness. He can make a way in the Red Sea. God can make a way. God will make a way. And God will make a way through someone else, through your faith that you exercise in Jesus Christ. God will make a way. Let's spring forward. This is the message, not for the preacher, but it's the message from God to you. It's time to spring forward in the dark. You know that God says, quit sitting around. Start doing what I want you to do and I'll bless you. Quit supposing that they think that way they don't and begin to know what God thinks about me and it'll change my esteem. It'll change my family because I'm going to treat them like God treats me and the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. This morning, God's promises spring forward. Don't run from something. Run to something. And more than that, run to someone. His name is Jesus. I don't want to love what the world loves. I don't want to chase what the world does. I only want you. I only want you. First things first, seek your will, not my own. Surrender all I want to you. Keep the first Live your truth, walk your ways, set my eyes, wanna fix my face on you. My desires reverse. Keep the first thing. All the things that I have held dear, the vanities that whispered in my ears, what would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they can buy, I come to find they never satisfy. 
Right. What I gain if I chose to cry? Oh, I don't wanna love what the world loves. I don't wanna chase what the world does. I only want you. I only want you. First things first. first things first. Seek your will. You may pray as long as you like. 